Let's sing that this morning. You're my father. You're my father. Worship the Lord. You're my father. 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 You're my Father, you're my Father. Lord, I love you. Lord, I, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Raise your voices. Lord, I love you. 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 Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, you're my Savior, you're my Savior, you're my Savior, you're my Savior. Sing that through one last time. Savior, you're my Savior, you're my Savior, you're my Savior. Father, thank you that you are here with us right now. And God, I know, God, that you are bigger than anything that somebody might be facing in this room today. God, I know that you've brought everybody here because, God, you want to speak to us today. And so, God, I pray that you would speak clearly. God, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you for the worship we've just had, Jesus. I thank you that you are alive. And, God, I thank you for what you're going to do in people's hearts today. I thank you that, God, in just a few moments when we leave, people are going to leave different from the person they were when they walked through the doors today. So God, we give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys grab a seat. Hey, let's praise God for the worship. Let's thank God. I want to thank God for the band this morning and the work that they uh, do every week and just how they serve us. And, um, man, we're pumped that you guys are here today. Uh, good crowd today and uh, lots of new faces. And so if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open up to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew Chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. 
is where we're going to be today. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Go ahead and open those up. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, I believe the words are going to be up here. Yeah, they are. They're going to be up on the screen. Uh, we have free Bibles, though, in the back. If you uh, don't have a Bible at all, you want one easier for you to understand. We've got some in the back for you today. And, uh, but Matthew 25 is where we're going to be. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Big passage of Scripture. Uh, Maybe familiar, uh, just depending on your church background or something like that. But it's uh, very relevant for what we're going to talk about today. going to describe for us an event that we're all going to be at, all right? So, so if you're following along in your Bible, if you're following along on the screen, when you are following along, here's what I want you to think about, okay? I want you to think about this with me this morning, that, that what Jesus is talking about, you're going to be at this, okay? What, what Jesus is talking about, I'm going to be at this. We're all going to be there. So, uh, so watch this and track with this this morning. Matthew 25, um, verse 31 through 46 says this. <clears throat> Excuse me. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And He'll place the sheep on His right, but the goats on the left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And when do we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king, that's Jesus, will answer. Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he'll say to those on his left, depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they, also, then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Let me ask, a, let me ask you guys a question uh, this morning. You can answer this by, by raising your hand, just a real simple question. Uh, how many of you, summer's coming up quick, school just a couple more weeks, and so summer is right on us. How many of you already have your vacation planned out? You know where you're going. Raise your hand. Anybody know what they're doing for vacation this summer? There we go. Hands shot up. Hands are going up all over the room. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Uh, so, so that's great. So a lot of people know where they're going on vacation. And, uh, and so listen to this. It, if you do, if you do, that's great. If you don't, that's fine because everybody will track with this, all right? If you've taken a trip of any kind whatsoever, you know this is true. If you've taken vacation, went out of town for a couple of days, you know that this is true. Here's what I want you to see. You know that this statement is true. Your destination determines your preparation. Your destination, where you're going, determines your 
preparation. I mean, that's the reason that you check the weather for where you're going before vacation so you'll know how to pack, right? I mean, that's the reason that that you make the preparations that you do based on the destination. If you're going to go somewhere and there's a beach, you better bring your swimming trunks. We don't want to see you running around the beach naked. That's nasty. We want you to be prepared. That was funny, all right? You should, that was funny. Um, You can laugh at stuff like that. We're in church. Um, We don't want to see that kind of stuff. You better be prepared for when you go. You freak everybody out that sees you in that condition, okay? Your destination determines your preparation. Everybody knows that's true. And today what we're doing, we're wrapping up a series that we've done for the past couple of weeks. We've been in a series called The Day. And and what we've done every week uh, over the past couple of weeks is we've talked about some really important days uh, that could happen in your life. Some that could happen, some that will happen, like the day we're going to talk about today. Uh, But if I were to sit down with you, say, over a cup of coffee, and, and we talked about your life, started to unpack your life for me, uh, you would probably tell me about some really important days, wouldn't you? You'd probably tell me about some really significant days in your life. Maybe the day you got married. Uh, maybe the, the day your kids were born. But what if the biggest days of your life haven't even happened yet? What if the biggest days of your life haven't even happened yet and you you don't even know that they're in front of you but they're coming and so what we've done over the past couple of weeks we started it out with talking about the day that you got a second chance then we talked about the day that you die Uh, last week we talked about the day that Jesus comes back and today we're talking about the day that you stand before God And see, I don't know where your life is at this morning. I I look around the room. I don't know a lot of people here today. But I'll tell you this. I don't don't know where your life is at today, but I do know where your life is going. I I do know the destination that we've all got and and where your life is going. What we just now read and what we said, hey, we're all going to be there is the day that you stand before God. I don't know if you uh, saw it there in, in, in what we were reading in Matthew 25. Jesus says that before him are going to be all the nations. He says in verse 32 that before him on that day, every single nation, all the people are going to be in front of him. And what he means by that, here's what he means. Every person that's ever lived, that will ever live in the history of the world is going to stand in front of Jesus on that day. Everybody. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. My kids are going to be there. My family, my wife, your family, you're going to be there on that day. And I don't know if you paid attention to what Jesus said he's going to do on that day, but here's what Jesus just told us that we read uh, that he's going to do on the day that we all stand before God. Jesus is going to take every person that's ever lived and divide people into two groups. The sheep and the goats. Or you say, well, what's that mean? He's going to divide every person that's ever lived into two groups. Saved people or lost people. People that knew Jesus, people that had a relationship with Jesus, people that loved Jesus, and then people that did not have any of those things. People that didn't know Jesus, maybe they knew about him, they heard his name, maybe they went to a couple of events like this, some church services, but they didn't have a relationship with him. They didn't love him. All of humanity that's ever lived, that's ever going to live, divided into those two groups. On on that day, on that day, there's not going to be rich and poor. It's not going to be there. On, On that day, 
It's not going to be popular and unpopular. On that day, doesn't matter what your skin color is. Doesn't matter. On that day, on that day, there's not going to be attractive and not so much. There's, there's not going to be, don't look at them. There, there's not going to be, I'm just saying, I'm saying some of you are like, praise the Lord. Um, there's not going to be, on that, on that day, there's not going to be Republicans and Democrats. I mean, I mean they're going to be there. It's not like they're not, not going to be there, but there's not going to be those groups, all right? I'm just going to annihilate those people. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's going to be an awesome day. Um, watch this, watch this. There's not going to be good people and bad people. It's either going to be saved, sheep, or lost, goats. Don't you think about that for a second. Think about that. I mean, you're going to be there one day. It's going to, it's going to happen to you. And when it does, what are you going to say? When, when you, I'm talking to you as an individual, what are you going to think in that moment? Are you going to be ready? Are, are you going to be prepared? Well, here's what I want to do today. I want to help you be ready. I, I, I want to love you. I want to help you today. I want to help you be ready for that day, whenever that day comes. And it could come in a moment. I mean, did you see how Jesus starts it out? That when he comes back, the day that he comes back, we talked about that last week, the day that he comes back in that moment, next thing he does, he sets up his throne and he says, all right, time to do some business, people. It divides everybody up. I don't know how long that's going to be, but it's going to happen. It could be this afternoon. It could be tomorrow. It could be sometime this week. It could be years from now. But when it comes, we'll be ready. I want to help you be ready today. And, and really all I want to do is, is I just want to figure out, I just want to figure out what is it that made the sheep ready and not the goats. Because if you look at it, there's only one group that's ready. What is it that made them ready and not the other group? I mean, these people weren't smarter than the other group. They weren't more special than the other, than the other group. They weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth, unlike the other group. There was nothing really on the outside that would have made them probably look different or better than the other group. But they were ready. I want to help you be ready today. And here's what I think is going to happen today. Here's what I think is going to happen, what I've been praying uh, would happen in the room. I think that a lot of you are going to hear what I'm going to say. This group has what made them ready. We're going to see three characteristics that made this group ready for that day. I think there's going to be a lot of people in the room, and you're going to hear me do these characteristics, and you're going to say, he's talking about me. He, he's describing my life. I'm ready for that day. What Mark is saying is a reality in my life. Some of you are going to do that. Then there's going to be others of you, and you're going to hear me talk about these things. We're going to look at these things from the Bible, and you're going to say, man, I don't think I'm ready. I, 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 I think if it were to happen today, I don't think I'd be ready. I walked in, and I thought I was ready, but I don't think that I'm ready. I think it's going to happen for you today. It's going to happen for a lot of people today. So three things that made this group ready that I pray are realities in your life. Three things that made the sheep, the saved. Three things that made this group ready. And I want these to be true for you. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. First thing that these people had that made them ready, first thing they had, the sheep, the people on Jesus' right hand, they had a new heart. They had a new heart. Jesus, the, the shepherd, had, had moved into their lives and given them a new heart. 
given them a new heart that wants to live for him and love him. He'd, he's, he'd given them a new heart. See, I don't know if you've read the Bible much. I don't know, again, I, I don't know a lot of you here. I don't know what your church background is. But if you read the Bible, one of the things you're going to come across real fast is God talks about your heart and my heart a lot. God does a lot of talk in the Bible about the heart. And, and when you read what God says about it, he thinks about it probably in a different way than you do, in a different way than I do, because, you know, when we think about our heart, you know, we think about the, uh, da-dum, 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 you know, that thing in our chest. I never went to medical school, so you're just, it's what you get. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, you and I, you know, I mean, God, God's, when God thinks about your heart, he's not thinking, hey, that's a pretty vital uh, organ. You're probably going to need that to live, right? I mean, I've never, again, I've never been in medical school, but that's just the word on the street that I'm hearing. If that's not true, y'all should do something about that. Um, God doesn't think that way about your heart. See, when God looks at your heart, here's what he sees. When God looks at your heart, he sees mission control for your life. The, the, the book of Proverbs will say it this way, that, that your heart is a wellspring of life, meaning that everything you are flows out of your heart. Every word you say comes out of your heart. Every thought you think comes out of your heart. Everything you love, everything you live for, everything you're passionate about, everything you worship flows out of your heart. But see, the problem is that the Bible says that we're born with dead hearts. We're, we're born with, with hearts that don't automatically want to live for and worship Jesus. We're born with hearts that want to live for and worship ourselves or other things. And so what I needed, and maybe what some of you need today, is we needed God to move into our lives and give us a new heart. That's why Ephesians chapter 2 says that God who is rich in mercy when we were dead in sin came into our lives and made us alive with Christ. He moves into our lives and changes us from the inside out. See, that's important. I want you to, I want you to get this right here. If you haven't listened to anything else, I want you to get this. See, Christianity is not change from the outside in. Christianity is change from the inside out. Christianity is not changed from the outside in. Maybe that's what you thought Christianity was. Maybe you th when you think about Christianity, maybe you think that Christianity is just keeping a list of rules. You know, maybe you went to a church and that's what they told you it was. You saw the preacher stand up every Sunday and he was sweating and he talked like this and Jesus was spelled with a Z in the middle with two E's. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Can we just be honest this morning? Praise Jesus, we can be honest. And you went to that church and he stood up and he was sweating and it just looked like he was going to die. And... And, and, and he looked at you every Sunday, and he looked at you, and he said, don't do that, don't, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do it, just stop. And you said, okay, that's cool. And so you walked in today, and you think this is about Christianity. Hey, Christianity's just doing the Ten Commandments, just keeping the Ten Commandments. And let's be honest, the only one you and God know you're keeping is you ain't murdered nobody yet, and you're barely hanging on. You're barely hanging on. Just, <laughs> the... <laughs> Listen, the, listen, if you're clapping, that just means I've liberated you and you can be honest. You're about to kill someone and there are police officers in the room. Raise your hand if you just clap because we need to meet. All right? My gosh. Or, or you think, Christian, just don't do this. You know, don't drink, smoke, chew, don't date girls that do, that sort of thing. You know, and so you're not doing certain things. You're keeping a couple rules and you think that's what it means. But if we can be honest for a second, let's be real serious. This is why some of you here in the room, you're hearing me and you say this. Hey, I'd love to have a relationship with Jesus, but I need to clean up my life first. 
hey, I'd love to have a relationship with Jesus, but there's some things I need to stop first. That's changed from the outside in. But Jesus looks back at you and he says, hey, no, 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 no. You come to me and you bring all your mess, you bring all your sin, you bring all your baggage, you bring all your past, you bring all your present, you bring everything that you brought when you walked into the room today because when you come to me with it, you're going to find that my grace is bigger than that, my cross is bigger than that, and I can make all things new today for you. So Christianity is not changed from the outside in. It's changed from the inside out because it starts with a new heart. And that's what these people had. They had a new heart. But the second thing they had, they had a new heart. Secondly, they had a new direction. They had a new direction. A new direction. Watch this. Write this down. A new heart leads to a new direction. A new heart leads to a new direction. See, I don't know if you uh, were paying attention here when we, read, when we read through this, but these people, they're standing in front of Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked and, cl- and, and cold, you clothed me. And here's what I want you to understand about, what, about these people. Here's what I want you to understand. They're not doing that in order to be saved. They're doing that because they already were. See the difference? They're not doing that stuff in order to be saved, in order to try to get a right relationship with God. They're doing that because they already were saved. He's given them a new heart, and now they're going in a new direction. Watch this. Answer this question by raising your hand. Answer this question by raising your hand. Just see if you're awake. Um, How many of you would say that every vital relationship in your life impacts your life? Raise your hand if you believe that. Every vital relationship in your life impacts your life. All right, so there you go. So go ahead and put your hands down, right? Vital relationship with your spouse. How many of you believe that impacts your life? You have a vital relationship with your spouse. There are people who married, some married people are like, don't impact my life. I bet your marriage is awesome. I bet your marriage is great. We want to come home for lunch with you today. Um, Just to watch how bad it is. Um, Relationship with your kids. Vital relationship with your kids impacts your life. How many agree? I know this is true for my life. I was thinking about this this week. My little girl, Cassidy, she just turned seven this week. Seven years ago, seven years ago, if you would have come to me and we were going to have a, have, a, have a conversation about aquatic animals, specifically dolphins and sharks, my seven-year-old girl is obsessed with dolphins and sharks. Obsessed. Seven years ago, seven years ago, you would walk up to me. You know what a dolphin was? A dolphin. I didn't know there were different types of dolphins. A dolphin's a dolphin. Sharks. Shark's a shark. They'll eat you. You ever watch Jaws? Those things are crazy. Those things are crazy. Right? But now, all of a sudden, God brought a, seven, uh, God brought a little girl into my life who's seven who loves dolphins and loves sharks. So now, if you want to have a conversation about dusky dolphins, let's roll. You, you want to have a conversation about bottlenose dolphins? I'm your man. I'm your, I'm your guy. You, maybe, maybe you want to have a conversation about great white sharks or tiger sharks or bull sharks or my daughter's favorite kind of sharks, wabigong sharks. Oh, I've just dropped some knowledge. Yeah. I know about all those things now. I know about all those things now. You know why? Because a vital relationship in my life impacts my life. Well, if that's true for every other relationship in your life, how many of you, well, you don't have to answer this by raising your hand, but don't you think that would be even more so true if you have a relationship with Jesus? That if you had a relationship with Jesus, surely that relationship, more than any other relationship, 
would impact your life. Well, see, the Bible says that when you give your life to Jesus, he gives you a new heart and sends you in a new direction so that all of a sudden you want to do things you've never wanted to do before. I'll give you some examples. We see this all the time here at Summit. There are people here at Summit, you don't got to raise your hand, but you know I'm talking to you. There are people here at Summit that just a couple of months ago, you didn't think church was awesome, right? Now, there are people here at Summit that think church is awesome. Why? Because they've met Jesus and all of a sudden he's given them a new heart, new direction, things have changed in their life. They're they're going in a different way. Now, now, now it's, it's slow steps, it's a slow direction, but there's a new direction in their life. See, I want you to understand this. I really want you to understand this. So much so, um, most of the time when you see graphics, things that we do in front of people, uh, we have other people in the church that do graphics, but you're about to be blown away. I'm about to blow your ever-loving mind. I've made some graphics this morning. And so I want you to see this, because this is how some of you think about the Christian life. Let's go ahead, a uh, couple of, uh, go ahead. Okay, stop right there. This is how most people think about the Christian life. Just stop right there. Do not go forward. This is how most people think about the Christian life. Some of you are here. This is what you think about Christianity. You meet Jesus. You meet Jesus and all of a you, you meet Jesus, all of a sudden your problems go away. Oh, I'd love to be a Christian because those are the people that don't struggle with anything. They don't have any problems. Everything's great in their life. It's as if some people think that to be a Christian, all of a sudden all your problems go away and you get a unicorn to ride on and you live in a land of gumdrops and and you just begin to float and glow and oh you know that sort of thing right that you meet jesus and boom just a straight shot to heaven baby but that's not what the christian life looks like you want to see what the christian life really looks like watch this one go ahead there you go that's what the christian life really looks like it, it starts off, you meet Jesus and he sends you in, in a new direction. But how many Christians are here and you know what, what I'm saying is true. But there are times when it seems like you and Jesus, you are walking side by side and it is awesome. And then there are times where it seems you are barely taking a step. And then there are times where it seems you're going backwards. And then there are times where it seems like you have felt that you've fallen on your face. Any Christian know what I'm talking about today? To be a Christian doesn't mean that your problems go away, but it does mean when problems come, you don't go through them alone. But here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to see. He sends you in a new direction. That new direction's not going to be smooth. It's going to be hard. But I want you to look at that arrow up there at the top. He's going to get you to where he wants you to go. You may not see it right now, just like Rick said. Your mountain may be the biggest thing in your life, but I'm telling you, if Jesus Christ is a reality in your life right now, he is taking you to where he wants you to go. You're going to get there. He's going to make sure that you get there. He went to the cross and came back to life to purchase the fact you're going to get there, but once you meet him, he sends you in a new direction. That's what these people had. Last thing, number three. They have a new heart. You should be asking yourself, hey, do I have a new heart? Does that, is, is that, does that define me? Is that true about me? Do I have a heart that loves Jesus? I have a new heart. They are going in a new direction. Hey, does that describe me? Man, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together, but I want to live for him, and I can see a difference in my life, and that difference is only because I love him, and I've got a relationship with him. Last thing, number three. A new mission. A new heart, a new direction, and a new mission. See, I don't know if you saw what these people are doing, but they're going around and they're, they're feeding the hungry and they're, they're clothing the naked and they're giving people drinks who are thirsty. And here's what's happened in their life. They've met Jesus and Jesus gave them a love for other people. 
One time Jesus is walked up to by a couple of Pharisees. Those are religious leaders. They look at Jesus and they say, Hey, Jesus, what's the greatest command in the law? Essentially, it's the question, Jesus, what's the greatest command in the Bible? Jesus looks at him and says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You say, What in the world does that mean? Here's what he means. Love God and love people. And if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you love God, then you're going to love other people. If you meet Jesus, then you're going to want people in your life and people around you to know and experience the same love of Jesus that you've experienced. He gives you a new heart and a new direction, and he changes who you want your life to be about. So let me ask you a question. What do you want your life to be about today? Actually, a better question would probably be this. Who? do you want your life to be about today? Because there's coming a day when Jesus is going to take every person that's ever lived, every person in this room is going to be there. And when you're there, He's going to divide all of humanity into only two groups. The sheep and the goats. People who didn't have a relationship with Jesus. People who didn't know Jesus. And then also a group of people who did have a relationship with Jesus and who did know Him. See, there's some of you in the room right now and the whole time I've been talking, you know what you've been saying to yourself? That's me! Man, He gave me a new heart. He's given me a new direction. I'm not the same person I was a couple of months ago. Can anybody say that? You can get excited if you can say that. Only get excited if you can say that. That I'm not who I used to be. This is real in my life. Listen to me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you can be honest in your heart of hearts, if you can look at your life and you can be honest in your heart of hearts and say, man, he's given me a new heart, He's given me a new direction. He's given me a new mission. I'm telling you that when that day comes and you stand before Him and you look Him in the eye and He looks you in the eye, He's going to look back at you and He's going to say, Welcome home! I knew you were going to come because I was bringing you the whole way. You don't deserve to be here. You didn't work your way here. I died for you to be here. Burst back out of the tomb for you to be here. Welcome home. That day is not going to be a day where you cower in fear. That day is not going to be a day where you're rejected. That day is going to be full of acceptance, full of love, because God's going to look at you as a father does his child and say, you're home. And if that's you, then right now, you should just thank God that that's you. You should thank God that's you. But maybe you're hearing that and you think, Mark, I know that that's not me. I know that's not me. I, Mark, I've been trying to keep all these rules. I've been going to church a little. I thought I was a good person. But I don't have anything of what you're telling me right now. I'm telling you right now, listen to me. If I'm talking to you, And just in these few moments we've been talking about this, it's occurred to you, I am not ready for that day. If that day comes, I am not ready. I want you to hear me. If that's you, then listen to me. I want you to know Jesus Christ has made every provision necessary so that all you've got to do today is come to Him, confess to Him that you've sinned, 
Give Him your life and you'll leave a different person than the one you came in as. You don't got to go out and clean your life up. You can't do it. If you could, He didn't need to come. You, you don't have to go out and try to keep a bunch of rules and then come back and say, I did it, now I'm ready to be saved. No, just like Rick said earlier, today is the acceptable time. Today, not tomorrow, not five minutes from now, not next week, not next Sunday. I'm going to do it later. Who said there's a later? Where would you get there was a later? I've known people who banked on a later that never came. You don't know if later's coming, but you got right now. Right now. So that you can take advantage of this opportunity. And this is what it is. It's an opportunity from God to you so that you can get ready for the day that you stand before God. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, I thank you that Jesus is the only way that we're going to be able to stand before you and be accepted. Jesus is the only way that we're going to be able to stand before you as one of yours, ready for that day. And without Him, we are not ready. Father, I thank You that there's a lot of people in this room today that when they heard this message, when they heard talk about a new heart and a new direction, new mission, I thank You that there's a lot of people that said, man, that's me. Praise God, that's me. I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together, but that's me. God, I thank You for that. And God, I also thank they that know that they're not ready and know right now that they need you because listen to me if you're here you're a Christian and you know that everything we've said today wow it's true in your life man Jesus has given you a new heart a new direction No, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that's you today, thank you. But if not, and be moral and all, but you know it's not true about you. You know you don't have a new heart. You know you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Then today, right now, where you sit, you can cry out to God. And begin a relationship with Jesus that will forever and radically change your life so that whenever this day comes that we've been talking about, you're ready. I wonder if you want to start that today. Say, Mark, I do. What do, what do I have to do to start it? Here's what you have to do. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts God raised Him from the dead, we'll be saved. So right there where you're at, you just go to Him. You say, oh God, forgive me for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you took my place. I want a new heart. I want to be changed. I want to live for you. And let it start today. You might even need some help. I always find that 
that people need some help in this. So I'll pray, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. These are not magic words, but I'm just trying to assist those of you who know that you, you need to begin a relationship with Jesus. You know, you know you need to get ready for this day. So if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You just, right there where you're at, you say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. Save me. Make me new. I want to live for you. I love you. Amen. You keep your head bowed. You keep your eye closed. Here's You can't. It's too big. It's too much. And today you want to make a change. You want to make the ultimate change. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. And as soon as I say three, don't look. As I say three, you shoot your hand. Raise your hand to say, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus today. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now. Is anybody in the room would say, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus Today, I want to make a new start. Anybody in the room right now? There's a hand right there. There's a hand. God bless you. You can put those hands down. There's another hand. You can put that hand down. You can put that hand down. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here and you know you need to pray. You need prayer. You want to talk to somebody about where your life is. You can get up right now and go to the back of the room. There are people who are ready to pray with you, who would love to help you in the decision you just made. You just get up and go right now. You know you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to talk to somebody. You just get up and go right now. I'm telling you right now, people are moving. Don't you miss out on it. Don't get to your car and say, I wish I'd have done that. wish I would have taken advantage of that. If you want to take advantage of it, you take advantage of it. going to hold it out for just a few more seconds. Dear Jesus, thank you that you change lives. Jesus, thank you that you are the only way that we can know God. We Thank you that we don't have to have our act all together and have it all figured out for you to step onto the scene of our lives and make all things new. Jesus, we love you in your name. Church, let's give God praise because lives were changed today. People responded to the gospel. People are in the back right now talking to some counselors, taking new steps. And listen to me. If you, if you prayed that prayer or you know you want to pray, you, you know you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your connection card and I want you to flip it over. And indicate the decision you made today. Maybe you know you need to get baptized. Our next baptism Sunday is Easter Sunday, April the 8th. What an awesome day to get baptized on, Easter Sunday. You should do it. You can sign up for it out there at the Next Step booth today. But if you want to, you can just flip your card over and check. I want to be baptized. I've never been baptized before. I need to do that. We want to know about the decision you've made. Maybe you're here and, and Jesus is telling you, hey, you know what? You need to serve. You need to get on the team at Summit. There's tons of places for you just to jump in and be a part of it next week. Flip your card over and check that box. You got a prayer need? We want to know about it. But right now, we're going to take up our offering. Our ushers are coming forward. Danny uh, is, I believe, going to come out, take the mic here. Danny's going to set up our offering. After the offering's over, you guys stay still because I'm going to come out with some final instructions, okay? Take it over, Danny.
What about this band and the message that Brother Mark's brought here this morning? Great day of celebration, right? We thank God for that, but our worship's not yet over. It's your turn to give. It's your turn to put forth. And all that uh, tithes are for helping change people's lives and helping the church grow, and we thank God for it so great and so much. So uh, it's your turn to... Uh, Keep lifting up the worship this morning. So let's pray to God real quick and ask that his blessing will be up on this tithes this morning. So bow with me, church, as we pray. Almighty God, we thank you for Summit Community Church. We thank you for every life that's been impacted through the gospel, Lord, that they've got a new life and that they've received a new direction, Lord, that one day that we'll share in one of the greatest celebrations is when Jesus comes and gets his bride. What a day that will be. This morning we pray, Lord, that all the tithes that are turned in uh, for this offering of worship to you that it will be used for the kingdom building and that lives will be changed with every dollar Lord and, and that we can see new lives changed and new directions in each and every heart that, that gives today so Lord I pray for a cheerful heart this morning that will give forth to you in worship and in praise God we pray all this together in Jesus mighty name and we say as a church amen play us out here in a, in a second, but I want to give you a couple of announcements. Here's some things that you need to know about Summit. Man, there's a lot of first-time guests here today, and so here's what, man, we love our first-time guests. You guys are our VIPs, and when you leave today, in our lobby to your right, uh, we got a free gift for you, okay? So just walk up there, hey, it's my first time. Uh, we got a free gift for you today. Your second or third time, you've been coming for a little bit, and you've never visited the Next Step booth. Do that today. We want you to visit the Next Step booth. You've been coming a couple times. You've never been there. we got something free for you today, real special. I want to give you a couple of things you need to know about. Listen, this coming weekend, uh, we're going to have, first time we've ever done this, Servolution. You watched a little 30-second uh, bumper for it at the beginning of the service. Here's what Servolution is. Uh, big passion for us at Summit is to be the church in the world, not just go to church, be the church. And so this coming weekend, 
Uh, here's what we're doing. We're going to build a basketball court at the Walkertown apartment complexes, and we're going to distribute, pass out, 2,000 door hangers for our Easter egg hunt and Easter worship service. Now, we had several people sign up for that last week. We need a lot more because that's going to be a big deal. You can sign up for that today at our Next Step booth. There's a sign-up sheet right there, pins ready for you to go. Just sign up for that, and we'll be in touch with you uh, this week, uh, letting you know, hey, this is where you can serve. We'll even post it on Facebook. It'll be all over for you to uh, know where we're going to be and what you're going to do. But if you sign up, we'll make sure you get the instructions that you need so that we can serve, so that we can make an impact. All right? Uh, you can also today sign up for Baptism Sunday. Baptism Sunday is April the uh, 8th. That's Easter Sunday. It's going to be an awesome time. And you can sign up for that out there today. Uh, here's, I know I've got a lot here, but I want you guys to check this out. March 31st is our world's largest Easter egg hunt. Uh, last year we had over 500 people at that. And last year we also had 6,000 eggs. This year we want 8,000 eggs. That's a lot of eggs, people. That's a lot of eggs. So here's what we need from you. Eggs. Like, I'm just, shoot, it's great. We just need some eggs. And so here's what you need to do. Just go buy some, buy really cheap, empty plastic eggs. Put whatever candy you want in there and, and bring it. You can bring it right out there. We've got a table full of eggs right now, or you can bring it to the event. Uh, but we need eggs. We need eggs. Look at your neighbor and say, we need eggs. Go ahead and do it right now. We need eggs. All right, so we need eggs. Bring them, all right? All right, now let me give you one more, let me give you one more thing about Easter, then one more thing, and the band's going to send us home, all right? Uh, Easter Sunday, now watch this, watch this. Easter Sunday is April the 8th, okay? Our prayer and our goal for that Sunday is 500 people for that service. Do you think we can do that? I think we can do that. Listen, listen, listen. We've had, we've had 300, we've had, we're knocking on the door 300 the past two Sundays. We had just over 400 at our Christmas service. I think 500 is a small goal. We can blow that one out of the water. But here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Um, if you are a regular attender at Summit, all right, I'm going to ask you to do a little something for us. If you're a regular attender at Summit on Easter Sunday, we're going to ask you to park somewhere else other than in the front of the building, uh, behind the building up towards Hazard High School, because we're going re- to uh, have parking lot greeters out there with all kinds of signs that we want right up front parking to be for our very first time guests. Okay, so first time get so so if you would just do us the now if you park there that day you forget or you're just gonna do it uh, we ain't gonna hurt you we're just gonna talk about you behind your back all right that's all we're gonna do so I mean it's not gonna I mean we're not gonna get bad blood we'll just spread nasty rumors um, so uh, but but if you could do that 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 would just be great so we could just really make room for a lot of people and last thing life groups are Wednesday our life groups awesome if you're in a life group let me hear you make some noise. Listen, life groups are the bread and butter of Summit. You should be in one. They meet right here at 630. High school, middle school students, downtown McDonald's, second floor. Uh, come. It's going to be awesome Wednesday at 630. All right? Hey, have you guys had a great time today? Man, I hope you've had a good time. Let's stand up. Let's stand up, everybody, on your feet. Let's worship. Our band's going to play us out, so hang on for them. They're going to dismiss you. Love you guys. See you next Sunday. Every morning when this life is over, I'll fly away.
away to a home on God's celestial shore. Filled with sin, I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness, no more night. But now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Thank you for coming. You can be dismissed.